A deadly disaster in the Pacific. Details at 10. For over 40 years, he's been insulted. Boy, are you stupid, Charlie Brown. Called names. Charlie Brown is a blockhead. And shot down. Thanks for the Christmas card you sent me, Violet. I didn't send you a Christmas card, Charlie Brown. But this Christmas, the boy in the jagged striped shirt has had enough. Paramount Pictures presents... Give him hell, Charlie Brown. Rated R. It's the Two True Freaks star-studded Christmas special. Starring in alphabetical order, Tom Bergeron. Adrian Barbeau. Emilio Estevez. Esquivel. Mick Jagger. Joe the Plumber. The Wright Brothers. Stucker Channing. The Goo Goo Dolls. Lady Gaga. Yo-Yo Ma, The Swingle Singers, The Energizer Bunny, Senator Russ Feingold, Alan Ludden, Napoleon Dynamite, Tapao, George Foreman and George Foreman Jr., Charles Nelson Riley, Sally Fields, Som Fear, Ringo Starr, Gates McFadden, John Wayne Bobbitt, John the Baptist, Congo, the Swinging Christmas Ape, Arthur Fiedler, the Mahavishnu Orchestra, Ernest Borgnine, Lucy Liu, Anthony Perkins, a song from Maury Povich and Connie Chung, Laurel and Hardy, Buffalo Bob Smith, Buffalo Bill Cody, Low Gray, Ellen DeGeneres, Louis Pasteur, Tony Danza. Bob Dobbs, Gene Rayburn, New Zealand and his boomerang fish, Stanford White, Connie Francis, George Kirsten, Charo, Mark Hamill, Dame Edna, Gaylord Nelson, Camille Paglia, William Shatner, Chichi Rodriguez, Michael Gow, Patton Oswald, Tinky Winky. Penn and Teller, Clara Peller, Paul Weller, Sandra Locke, Block Jacques Shalock, Herbie Hancock, Barbara Streisand, Leatherface, Vance the Talking Pig, Tyne Daly, The Vandals, Gil Gerard, The Naked Cowboy, Bruce Boxleitner, John Lovitz, Golden Earring, Pink, Wink Martindale, Blink 182, Mark Spitz, Zazu Pitts, John Hinckley Jr., Dolomite, Joe Satriani, Mr. Bill, Michael Kane, Friedrich Nietzsche, Don Amici, Mola Ram and the Mola Ram Singers, Till Tuesday, The Severed Head of Arnold Palmer, Clive Barker, Jay Donovan and Danny Burgess, Richard Dreyfus. Ace Freely, David Brinkley, Christy Brinkley, Alfred Nobel, Peaches and Herb, Pac-Man, Mac the Knife, Robert Ricardo, Buford T. Pusser, Lyndon B. Johnson, Aldous Huxley, Soupy Sales, Doug Henning, Jefferson Starship, Samuel Morse, Michael Horse, Billy Mays, Pat Morita, 
the Fat Boys, Jackson Bostwick, Jackson Brown, Billy Barty, Artie Barty has a party and all the kids are there, Eric Idle, Kirstie Alley, Orca Stafry, Rosie O'Donnell, Bruce Jenner, Mary Lou Henner, Glenn Beck, Gregory Peck, Dancing Bear, John Paul Getty, Richard Petty, Jamie Farr, Terry Gar, Bill Hicks, Ann Emotion, Grandma Moses, Sally Rye, Peter, Paul, and Mary, Linda Carter, Dream On, Scott, David Berkowitz, A Talking Dog, Pop Will Eat Itself, Sweetums, Alex Trebek, Michael Zek, Christopher Reed, with the rest of the story, it's Paul Harvey, Dana Carvey, Jerry Lewis, George Burns, Sunra and the Sunra Orchestra, Jay Allen Hynek, Glenn Danzig, Orville Redenbacher, Bartles and James, Barbara Walters, Dick Van Pat, Magic Johnson, Valerie Bertinelli, Bob Hope, J.D. Ballard, B.B. King, Joseph Smith, Socrates, A Christmas Message from the Severed Head of L. Ron Hubbard, The Wiggles, Eddie Money, Eddie Murphy, Apu Nahasapita Petalon, Martin Short, Shelly Hack, Shelly Long, Shelly Winters, John Jacob Astor, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, Kathy Lee Crosby, Unknown Hinson, Ricardo Montalban, G. Gordon Liddy, Ruth Buzzy, The Hudson Brothers, Avery Brooks, My Chemical Romance, John J. Pershing, Audrey Hepburn, Audrey Meadows, Jimmy J.J. Walker, Francis Gary Powers, Ron Jeremy, Noel Neal, Anton Shandor LeVay, Clint Eastwood, The Manaheim Steamroller, Fats Domino, Michael Moore, Minnesota Fats, Falco, Laura Ingalls Wilder, J.P. Morgan, J.T. Walsh, The Dave Clark Five, John and Kate Plus Eight, Richard Claterman, Dick Kevin, Wally Wood, Yahoo Sirius, Jules Pfeiffer, Bobby Fisher, Fran Drescher, Robert Vaughn, Pat Robertson, Yuri Geller, The Original Santa Claus, The NAACP, Roy Clark, Lee Majors, The Dalai Lama, Tom Palmer, Frank Gorsham, Jules Verne, Donald Trump, Keanu Reeves, Uncle Owen, Aunt Jemima, Bert Convy, Bert Ward, Margot Kidder, Christian Bale, Chris Christopherson, Andy Rooney, Red Skelton, Red Fox, Paloma Picasso, Carl Sagan, Donald Fagan, Harry Pickle, Nancy Kerrigan, Robert Culp, Yvette Mimieux, Dr. Seuss, Hank Williams Jr., Gene G and the Dancing Machine. Special musical number by Helen Keller. The Two True Freaks Star-Studded Christmas Special is brought to you by Petridge Farms. At Petridge Farms, sometimes dead is better. And now, live via satellite, The Grim Reaper! The part of The Grim Reaper will be played by Corey Feldman. Ho, ho, ho! It's the Two True Freaks Christmas Craptacular number two. I'm Chris Honeywell, and I'm here with Scott Gardner. 
And it's Christmas time in Two True Freaks land again. And uh, here it is, our second Christmas Craptacular. And every year we're going to have to beat the last Craptacular into the ground by kicking more ass. And this year, I think you'll agree, we've got the ultimate Christmas guest. Yes. And I'm not talking Jesus, I am talking Santa Claus. We have been in talks with, with the old man. We've had to mail him up a case of Saurian brandy to the to the North Pole. And I'll tell you what, postage on Saurian brandy to the North Pole is more than the actual Saurian brandy cost. <laughs> and uh, But it was worth it because Santa Claus, we've talked to his people or elves or what have you. And we're we're gonna we've hooked up the old Star Wars computer or Star Wars computer Star Trek original series computer to a uh, a shortwave Short radio, wave. and as you can hear, it's it's running in the background. Um, I've been trying to tune him in for the last ten or fifteen minutes, but I think I think I've got it pretty close. Hang on, let me get the. It's it's weird. I gotta talk like into the into the old shortwave mic. Rochester, New York to. To Santa, two true freaks to North Pole. Can you hear us? I don't know. I don't hear it. Do you hear anything? No. Two true freaks to Santa. Come in, Santa. Hey. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I hear you. Santa, can you hear us? Oh, I hear you okay, I guess. Oh, how are you doing, little Scotty and Chris? Hey, we're doing all right. It's good. To, it's good to hear your voice. I'm doing okay. Um, well, we're we're really glad you could join us. We've been talking to your people, and uh, you know they said you'd agree to do this, and we're really flattered that you've you've come to do this. Oh, 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 oh don't worry about it. Old Santa gets bored up here at the North Pole. Not a lot to do with Mrs. Claus since. Uh, Oh, well, the old, since the old well went dry, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. oh, that's, that's a little, that's a little TMI there, Santa, but, uh. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, um. I, I'm, I'm curious now, you know, I, I spent time recently in, uh, in upstate New York, you know, in, in the winter time where it was all, you know, all, everything was all white and covered oh, in know. snow and. And it was, it was, honestly, it was a little bit, uh, it was kind of depressing, and then I kind of fell into a funk afterwards, and I just wonder, how, how, how does Santa Claus fight depression? <laughs> oh, well, Santa drinks, obviously. <laughs> yes, that helps keep, keep the old guy jolly, if, if you know what I'm saying, and, uh, well, old Santa has had, um, his own equivalent of the internet for years, you know, the see you when you're sleeping, know when you're awake. So, <laughs> old Santa keeps amused all year, you know what I'm saying? So, Santa's a, a, a voyeur? <laughs> well, it's part of the job description. It's not like it's something that I <laughs> would have just come about naturally. Or unnaturally. <laughs> oh, Christ.
Some letters here in my Santa sack. Sack. <laughs> nice. Ew. From uh, from some of the little boys and girls that, that listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have an Irishman here, uh, Logan McLeod. He says, "Dear Santa, what I want for Christmas is a pony, a motherfucking pony, uh. not some shit toy horse you can ride on if you're under 100 pounds." But a real fucking horse that I, a grown man, can sit on and ride at full gallop. That's not all. I want a stable, hay, oats, and whatever the fuck ponies eat. I need a full set of riding gear, tack, or whatever the fuck it's called. Make that two sets. Why? For the other horse. If you're giving me a male horse, I need a female horse he can get behind and relieve his tensions with. You know what I mean. You don't. You've been hanging around with those fucking elves too long. Oh, Christ, you don't know the half of it. Note to self, check with child services on big fat fuck. The horse needs something to fuck. Hell, maybe I'll get real lucky and have a real stud that I can breed and make a fortune on. Whatever that chick horse puts out. That's what I want for Christmas, a pony. I've been a very good boy this year. Thank you. Your biggest fan, Logan. Um, wow. Uh, I, I literally don't know what to say. Um, you know, Santa, I, I, gosh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how to put this exactly, but it's honestly, it's, it's disturbing to me, you know, having looked up to you my entire life and everything. Thank you. Well, I mean, I mean that sincerely, but it's 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 disturbing to hear you actually say the word. F- that's just not a word that I expect Santa Claus to say. <laughs> well, I'm just reading the fucking letter, man. <laughs> oh sure, no, I, I mean I, I understand that, but I mean I don't know. I mean I I don't know like what what role models Santa Claus has or, or had as a, as a boy growing up or what, but I mean... Oh, you know, well, I, mean, I had to make this shit up as I went along. It wasn't always as, as a smooth-running machine as I've got now. Right, I but I mean... I didn't always have the little elves to help me. Um, <laughs> I didn't always have Mrs. Claus to nag me. <laughs> but, you know, like, the, the, like, whoever you may have looked up to a, a, as your hero or whatever, I mean, can, can you imagine them saying 
or um <laughs> well I just I I notice usually I have letters from little boys and girls but these boys and girls aren't so little and <laughs> well they're asking me for things that aren't, aren't little boy and girl toys like like you Scotty I've got a letter here from you what did what what did you ask for uh for Santa for Christmas, uh, young lad. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've honestly, I've asked you for the same thing since since I was a, a, a small, you know, pubescent boy. I, I've been asking for Linda Carter all these oh, years. Oh, don't I know it? So, so pubescent. Now, when you get Linda Carter under the tree, Scotty, what's what's going to happen? Ho ho ho! Well, I'm. You know, ho ho ho. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that there's. So we're uh, all adults here, right? Right. I don't want you to think of Santa Claus as some stodgy old guy sitting up at the North Pole. I'm no, just no, I, I, I realize. I like Santa. having a beer and watching TV. No, I understand that. You know, I'm, I'm sure you're just, you know, just as much a, a, a man as, as I, the rest I of us. I might be married, but, but I like to look. Right. I'm just saying that. I don't know. I'm not trying to be. It's just, you know, sand. You know, before we did this, when when we first wrote to you, and and set this whole thing up, you know, we told you it was going to be family friendly, and and you know, I mean, this is a Christmas special. You know, I mean, that language isn't really appropriate for for the venue that we're trying to work within. You know what I mean? Well, um... I mean, is that me coming off as an? I mean, I'm not trying to. I mean, you're 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 a hero of mine. It's just, I mean, I've never, and I've seen all of your movies. I've never heard Santa say before. You, you really want Linda Carter bad, don't you, little Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I do. You're uh, you're not making a lot of brownie points with old Saint Nick, and you know. I've been a good, maybe I've I should a good jump. Boy. <laughs> maybe I should jump in here, Santa. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I guess it is a family-friendly podcast, but I mean, I think I'm going to play some salty songs through here, so I just think it's kind of shocking just to hear... It's like hearing Captain yeah, Kangaroo, that, you know, like, talking about having exactly, sex with that, his that's, wife That's all I'm trying to say. I'm I, I, Exactly. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put Santa in a, in a, in a box. Are you, you, know, are you I'm, comparing I'm, me to Captain Kangaroo? No, I'm not comparing you to Captain Kangaroo. I mean, well, I'm actually, just when to I was make a, an example. When I was a kid, I actually did think that they possibly could be the same person. I, I, I kind of saw a sort of uh, a sort of a Clark Kent kind of thing there with with <laughs> with the Captain and Santa. Oh. I mean, for one thing, I never saw Captain Kangaroo and Santa together oh. in the same place at the same time. Oh, give me a fucking break! You never saw Clint Eastwood and Santa in the same place either, did you, little Scotty? <laughs> I wish people would shut up with that shit. Here's Superman himself with a personal message for you. Hello, everyone. This is Superman bringing you best wishes for a very Merry Christmas from Lois Lane, Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, and myself. You know, after so many years of half-heartedly celebrating this wonderful holiday while the world was at war, while the many men and women we knew and loved were scattered all over the globe, Christmas today is very extra special. It's special because many of our friends and relatives are back home to celebrate Christmas with us. And because once more, peace on earth, goodwill to men is more than just a beautiful phrase. On this Christmas Day, let's all determine to do everything we can to see that this remains a lasting peace on earth through the everyday practice of goodwill to men. 
You see, wars grow out of misunderstanding, hate, and intolerance. All things that were preached against by the Prince of Peace, whose nativity we celebrate today. Now, if we try to understand our fellow men, if we avoid hate and banish intolerance, we would do away with the cause for war, and this scourge would forever disappear from the earth. Try to remember always that, as Abraham Lincoln said, all men are created equal. Regardless of race, creed, or color, we're all humans, entitled to the same respect and privileges. Here in America, all of us, black and white, Catholic, Protestant, and Jew, are all Americans. And we must live together peaceably at home if we are to live in peace with the rest of the world. Let's see that forever hereafter there is peace on earth, goodwill to men. A Merry Christmas to you all. St. Nick's got bourbon breath. It's so cold you could catch your death. A cop sold me some crystal meth. It's a merry fucking Christmas. Everything's so Christmassy. The streets are twinkling with those hey, stop! Tea. My priest just sat on Santa's knee. It's a merry fucking Christmas. All the kids go to bed each night to dream what Santa brings them. Unless they're Jewish or Muslim or some other chip religion. Crappy toys flying off the shelves. Midgets dressed up to look like elves. Spread good cheer or burn in hell. It's a merry fucking Christmas. Kids go to bed each night to dream what Santa brings them. Unless they're Jewish or Muslim or some other chip religion. Crackling fires to keep me warm. And my collection of Asian born. Cradle my bells and work my horn. It's a keep on trucking. Last year sucking, midget chucking, slap the puckin'. How much wood could a woodchuck check in So I think I think we should just do do another letter. What do you what do you think, Santa? Oh, okay, but I just want to ask you guys a little question. Are you read? Are your listeners a little bit functionally illiterate or something? <laughs> because oh oh my, these letters are just riddled with some spelling errors. Well, we have one from this little. Oh oh, oh, oh my, I remember this little boy. Now. Uh, Dear Santa, my name is Josh. As we get into this, you'll remember me. Oh, I remember you, Josh. Oh, ho, ho, I remember you. I'm now 27 years old, a far cry from the weeping child you left behind many, many years ago, with the claw marks on my back and tears streaming down my chubby cheeks. Oh, ho, ho. yes, you were a chubby one, weren't you, Josh? Now, now that my wounds have healed, and the bunghole is back to the regular size, I'd like my innocence back. Oh, and if the reindeer are out of prison, I'd like my dignity as well. I'd also like a Further Adventures of Indiana Jones Omnibus, Volume 2, if you don't mind. Thinking of you, Josh Baker. P.S. If you'd like your candy cane back, let me know. It does smell a little like poo, though. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> oh my. Santa, there's uh there's a definite 
insinuation in this in this well, letter. Um, how 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 do you respond to the? the... I, I would like to bring Little Josh's Further Adventures of Indiana Jones Omnibus Volume Two, but ho oh, oh, the restraining order says I can't go to Little Josh's house anymore. At least not till oh two thousand and seventy four. <laughs> so. We're just going to have to pass you over, little, little Josh. But I remember you. Oh, I remember you. I remember you, little Chris, too. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, what did I do memorable? Oh, remember in high school the treats you used to leave for Santa? <laughs> yeah, I even left you a lighter for those treats. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that reminds me, Santa. I would have really appreciated if you would have um, eaten your treats after you left my house because the next morning I kind of got yelled at by my dad because you, you kind of reeked up our whole living room and I got blamed for it and the whole Santa did it didn't fly oh, 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 oh I get away with that shit all the time <laughs> oh, oh, oh. well I remember what you used to leave leave me for a treat Scotty do you remember Oh, let me see. Oh, yeah, I remember because my, my dad used to get those uh, Pepperidge Farms cheese log things oh, from work. Yes. He didn't he didn't like them. Oh, oh. <laughs> so oh, well, you, Santa. you seem to like them. Oh, oh, Santa liked the Pepperidge Farm cheese logs, but oh, oh, the old Pepperidge Farm cheese logs didn't like Santa, if you know what old Santa means. <laughs> I, I do, because actually, um, I remember getting my beat one Christmas morning because um, you'd uh, flooded our bathroom floor. Oh, 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 yeah, well, old Santa sometimes has to make a little pit stop on Christmas night, you know what I'm saying? After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. My favorite heroes are Spider-Man my Uncle Fred. My favorite heroes are Wonder Woman and my mama. My favorite heroes are the Hulk and Great Aunt Marley. Underoos, they even come out heroes against warm water and detergents. Batgirl and my daddy. Be a Christmas morning hero. Give Underoos the gift that's fun to give. Superman and my dynamite mother. Well, are, are there any, any more questions you, you boys have before we get to another letter? Well, yes, and I had a question. I, I mentioned at the beginning that I talked to your people. Are elves people, or are they... What are elves? Are they, you know, are they midgets? Are they dwarves? I mean, if so, they're people, right? Or are they some sort of magical... Are they like leprechauns or something? Well, whoa, that's an interesting question. <laughs> well, actually, the elves are clones. <laughs> we cloned them off three original elves that started off... And that's that's about all I can say about about the clones, elves. <laughs> but needless to say, they're happy and they're well fed, and they like to make the toys for the little boys and girls out of wood. They make little trains, and they're just they're happy. They sing little elf songs. But you're cloning them specifically for this task. Oh, 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 of course. What else would I be cloning them for? We need elves at the North, it's the North Pole. Santa has to watch every little boy and girl in the elf, and we need elves to make all the little toys. Ho, ho, ho. 
I mean, do they, do, what do they do in their downtime? Downtime? <laughs> oh, well, well, I don't want to talk too much about, oh, you know, the boring mechanics of, of how we do things up here at the North Pole. Let's, needless to say, it's a lot like, it's a lot like you would picture it with singing elves and Mama Claus cooking a, a apple pie in the old in the old Santa Claus kitchen. <laughs> I don't know, Santa. I wanna I wanna go back to the clone thing for a minute, cause I, I'm I don't know. That's not exactly the picture I'm getting now that you say that. It's sounding yeah. to me like it's kind of weird. And yeah, creepy. it is. <laughs> Actually, I mean, it almost. Me. Um, I, I mean, forgive me, but it sounds almost like a like a form of of slavery or, or genetic engineering. I mean, you're creating these little guys simply to be little workers. I mean, if they if they're not really natural born people and with with downtime and families and stuff like that, that's that's kind of sinister. Oh well, they've got the reindeer and myself and Mrs. Claus for, and the other elves for a family, and well, <laughs> I, I don't. Hey, look! Oh, here comes an elf now. It's, it's, it's my assistant, uh, um, Needlenose. Oh yeah, that Needlenose is the guy I was talking to earlier. Oh, oh, oh Needlenose, come here. Yeah, Santa. Oh, oh, say hi to the little boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. <laughs> it's old Needlenose. Santa. Yeah, yes, Needlenose. Santa, um, I'm out in the, out in the reindeer barn, and it's getting out of control. <laughs> well, I'm reading some little boys and girls letters, um, Needlenose, do you think we could, uh, handle this later? Yeah, I don't know, Santa. You know, it's, it's December time, and it's just before the, the reindeer are gonna pull the sleigh, and, you know, they're... They're all over each other, Santa. Their their horns are getting getting too long. The the, the reindeer are all horny. They're all over each other, Santa. Oh, 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 oh well. <laughs> yeah, Santa. We gotta clip their horns. When the reindeer get horny, they're just completely out of control. It's just it's just no good. It's no good. We we gotta get this fixed before Christmas Eve. Needlenose, before you go back to the 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 barn, these these two have a couple questions for you. Alright, shoot. So, um, how are working conditions at the North Pole, would you say? Well, we like working here at, at the at the North Pole. We we elves were born born to make toys for little boys and girls and sing elf songs and and it's that's that's our that's our lot in life is to, to, to make toys and to sing and to, to be elves. We work 364 days out of the year and we love it what about uh what about if you if you want to do something different with your life or uh well uh, let me ask you what do you get paid are we are we supposed to get paid yeah, yeah what do you oh <laughs> well well needle knows you better get back to the better get back to the barn and make sure Ray oh, 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 wait, is, I, I, it's not getting in trouble i, I wanted to i wanted to Oh, there he goes. Off I was he goes. talking to uh, oh. uh, No, I'm, I'm oh, still here. Oh, there he goes. Bye, Needle Nose. Oh, see you later. Oh, oh.
doesn't shop at Toys R Us Doesn't have to fight the Christmas rush He's never out of stock with even the hottest toys and games It's easy Nothing in his sack you really made No one gets forgotten Christmas Day So if you want to know how he gets it done in the nick of time Time for me to pull it out. Bought another letter from the old Santa sack. <laughs> oh, this one. You all, all right there, Santa? I'm fine. Oh, old Santa's fine. Oh, old Santa just needs to get his berries a little bit. He's just a little. Old Santa's a little tired around this time of year. I don't get a lot of sleep. Okay. We have a letter here <laughs> from Dreyfus. Um, no last name. I, um, I'll figure out whoever the hell he is in a second here. Alright, Chris. Er, I mean Santa Claus. If you are indeed real and not some lie made up to fool small children for fun, Prove it to me by sending me a lifetime supply of buffalo wings. Not too spicy, though. I have a sensitive palate. Just don't cheap on me. I will be expecting quality here. Also, send Linda Carter my way as well. I would not mind some quality time with her. Let's just hope she aged well. Oh, well, Dreyfus. She's aged pretty well. Old Santa's checking in with her right now. Oh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, oh. Hey! Hey, that was my Christmas present! Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, Scott, 
Old Santa has your present 365 days a year. <laughs> if you ever come up and visit me, I could, uh, I could let you watch for 10 or 15 minutes. You know, just keep that old apricot brandy flowing. <laughs> oh, oh, well, let's read another letter here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me that you've had her up there all this time? Yeah, I've been asking for her since I was 13 years old. That's what, like 29 years? Well, oh, oh, <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't good enough that I got you that, um, that patrol do-back you wanted so bad. You remember that from Star Wars, Scotty? Yeah, yeah, I, I do, <laughs> Santa. I do, Santa, I, and I appreciated it. I really oh, did. Oh, oh, I think I've got your letter right here. It, it says, Santa, this would be my ho, ho, favorite toy of all time if I got a patrol do-back. I want I it more than anything else in the whole, whole world. And, I, and that's true, but that was that was before certain life changes, and then oh. Linda Carter was after certain life oh, changes. Oh, I was know? so happy to give you that patrol do-back, Scotty. And I was, I was happy to get it. It's, it's funny, though. Every time I come to your house now, I... I see your other Star Wars toys up on the shelf and all displayed, but I don't see the Patrol Zubat. Oh, What's up around. with that? It's around. It's, oh, uh... Oh, yeah, we, just, we just moved here oh, not Oh, who are you talking ago. to now? <laughs> oh, don't make me use my Santa Google on your ass. Alright, I, I, I traded it to Dwayne Kamich for a, for a Tauntaun. Oh, a tauntaun? Yeah. You tra- <laughs> a, a patrol do-back for a fucking tauntaun? Yeah. Oh, 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 you got bone. Come on, Santa. Don't say that shit, man. I was oh. fucking 12. I was 12 years old. Oh. I, you know, I feel bad. I keep watching on eBay. I've been trying to get another one. They they put one out this year. As a matter of fact, Walmart's got them, but uh, they don't they don't look like the old oh. ones. I want I want one of the old ones oh. back. So Scotty, what do you? If I bring you, oh, Linda Carter, what's gonna happen? What's old Santa gonna get? Are you gonna trade her for Phyllis Diller or some shit like that? Because that would, frankly, piss old Santa off. Her name is Beth. She's been this way all day. Oh, my. Tears on the day before Christmas? Would you like to tell me what's wrong, Beth? Oh, it's Wonder Woman. I'd like to help you, if you'll let me. Nobody can help. Maybe Santa can. If it's something you want, I'll tell him, and maybe he'll bring it to you. Santa Claus isn't coming tonight. Of course he is. I saw him downstairs. That's only a make-believe Santa Claus. The real Santa Claus isn't coming. I know he isn't. I'm afraid there's no consoling her. If only we had some idea where he might be. Wonder Woman, there's an urgent call for you. You're wanted at the White House immediately. Star 
Tours introduces the perfect getaway vacation with exclusive tour packages to Hoth. Now you can ski the most incredible slopes in the galaxy, or if you prefer, explore beautiful and mysterious ice caverns and the famed echo base of the rebellion forces. And while you're there, be sure to enjoy an exhilarating ride on a Tauntaun. It's all on Hoth, and it all begins soon, only from Star Tours. Watch for details. There's an old man on a sleigh who's like me just for one day. Bestrides the world like a huge colostomy. He gets no presents, he gets no fun, and he's forgotten when he's done. So here's a little gift, a song to him from me. Merry, 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 merry Christmas, Santa Claus. Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. Merry Christmas, you're a lovely guy. No, man, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it f***s me off, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's our program. He comes in. Sometimes he's, he's you meet these people the and they're okay. Sometimes they're He's been drinking the whole time. I know, but it's not just that. It, he comes on. We asked. We told him it was going to be family friendly. That's not even what's what's well, really well, off. He get it this way. It ain't going to be a family. Yeah, I know that, that was going to you off. I as soon as he said know, that, he knows I feel bad about it. You know, and every year he's got to bring up the thing about the do back. You know, it's like let it go already. I mean, it 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 really is getting to be a sore spot with me. Well, he's just—he's getting drunk and I don't know, belligerent. I guess it's just—I don't know. You, it, look, I—I w- I, I like the idea of having Santa on our show. So I mean, if it's like an hour out every year, we don't have to him off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know, but he's me off. He started it. I know, I know. Sometimes it's just gonna happen. Sometimes it's just hang on. Ho <laughs> Oh, hi, boys, I'm back. <laughs> hi, Santa. I had to go drain the ho-ho-ho-ho's, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know, Santa, you told us. Well, oh, <clears throat> Santa feels a lot better now. <laughs> do you think you want to do another letter? Yeah, Santa, we're going, we're, we're running a little long, so yeah, oh. we need to, we need to speed this up. Oh, we have to go? I, I, I just have one more. One more letter here. Okay. It's from a little boy named Todd. I guess he calls himself Fleabeard. Ho 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 ho. Oh ho ho. Old Santa would 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 hate to get a fleas in his beard. Ho 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 ho. Although Santa did get crabs once, but that's another story. Anyway. Dear Santa, since you're quite obviously omniscient, old bearded Watu. You already know that I have a job. While it's great and all, I'd rather be doing something else. So here's what I want for Christmas. I want a store. Not a comic book store. Not a toy store. Not a game store. I want to sell any damn thing that I feel like. Which may well include comics, toys, games, funny fucking t-shirts, chemistry sets, or hell, chunks of the fucking Skylab. I know, I know. Who the fuck is going to buy all this shit, right? Throughout the year, I'll do my best to sell what I can. 
by do my best, of course, I mean that I'm going to hang out and chat with whoever comes in the store. Or, if they're being douchebags, I'll tell them to go fuck themselves and to get the fuck out of my store. Ho <laughs> ho! I'll read comics, play board games, and have my little friends come by for D&D, drink shitloads of Mountain Dew, and of course bitch about how shitty movies, TV, and comics really are. Then you come into the picture. Roundabouts December 1st, I'll sell you all the shit in my store at some outrageously inflated price. Then I'll close up shop for the rest of the year to spend time on my ass at home, or some exotic locale, instead of spending it on my ass at the shop. I understand that what I have in stock may not fit your customers' wish lists, ho ho, but fuck them. They should be happy with what they get. Hell, I'll even name the store after you. How does Santa's shithole sound? Ho ho, if this is all just a little too much to ask for, just bring me a bike, specifically a 2010 Triumph Speed Triple, matte black. Thanks, Todd. Ho ho ho! Ho ho! Oh, little Todd, I like this idea. Oh, I like the idea of having a store named after me. Um, okay. Tell you what, little Fleabeard, I'm gonna get you a bike and Santa's shithole store. What do you think of that, little boy? <laughs> you're gonna give him the wait. You're gonna give him this store idea oh, and the yes. bike. Oh, it's a great idea. Santa's really you into this idea. You don't ever idea. seem to think that what I asked for is a good <clears throat> idea or a great idea. I never. I, I haven't gotten anything I've asked for since that. Do you're holding the do back oh, thing oh. over my head? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, did Santa hurt Scott's yeah, you feelings? you did. <laughs> all right, that's all right. I'm done, Chris. Oh, all right. where yeah, are you I'm going? Oh, 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 he's fucking pissing me off. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, oh. Santa, come on, man. You know he's, you know how he is. Oh, 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 come on. Old Santa was just fucking with him a little bit. Oh, oh, oh you know how Santa is. I don't, I don't really mean it. Well, he takes that shit seriously. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, 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 he can't take a little... Oh, Santa, Santa, we're losing you. Whoa, uh, well, I guess I gotta there. go. Goodbye, boys and girls. I can barely hear you. Goodbye. <laughs> What's that up on the roof? And he's come around after a while This must be his favorite haunt Cause we always do it up in style Grandma's got the fiddle And Grandpa's got the bass It's Christmas in Carolina It's Christmas all over the place Well, all right. 
Get that stocking out of your mouth. When I was growing up, my, my favorite Christmas memory was the Alvin and the Chipmunks album because we had it on LP. And you know what I'm talking about? The young Christmas time is here. Remember that song? The little Chipmunks are singing, and then there's that, there's that guy Dave going, All right now, Chipmunks, let's all. My brother and I had that on an LP, so what we would do is we would play that as slow, on the slowest speed possible on the record player. So then. It sounded like four normal monotone guys just singing this boring Christmas song. And then this demon from, like, the ninth level of traitors and murderers just screaming at them. And then it just, it was so different. It was like, Christmas, Christmas, time is here. Time for toys and time for cheer. Okay. Okay. this time, I want to shout out an acknowledgement to the, the people that I think deserve the most praise, the most thanks, that work really hard and make a lot of sacrifices, particularly this time of year, to make sure that the rest of us have an enjoyable holiday season. You know, these people, I think are the unsung heroes of Christmas. And I'm talking, of course, about the people that work retail. Amen, brother. You know, it's been a long time now since I've had to do it myself, but I worked retail for a long time, a lot of years. I did and, my ter- I did my my stint also. And you know, I was even a toy department manager for a number of years and if there's a job that now I loved it most of the rest of the year but if there's a job that sucks at Christmas time it's being a toy department manager it's rough it's thankless you put in a hell of a lot of hours and people are at Christmas time, you know, customers. I mean, not that they're wonderful the other 364 days of the year either, but there's a special breed of idiot that comes out in people at Christmas time. And man, I'm telling you, people that work retail take the full brunt from these people. They're true American heroes. They are. And and I mean that, you know, we're, 
we're 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 kind of being funny about it, but I, ha, I ha, I'm not laughing, man. Right, but I mean, I'm I'm being sincere in the fact that you know I really do want to acknowledge these folks. If, if you're listening to us right now and you're working retail this Christmas season, my hats off to you. I salute you, man. I have been where you are. I know it blows. You know, nine times out of ten, you really don't get much of a holiday, and you work your off for other people to have a, a, a decent holiday and most of them have, have treated you like shit. it's rough i know i mean the, the whole retail lifestyle totally sucks but it especially sucks at christmas time so oh, you're, you're 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 living on a subsistence of food court food you're, mm-hmm. you're you're working overtime because all you know there's you know all the all the managers and stuff have their christmas vacation off or whatever so Basically, and you're overstaffed with temps that are in to help out who don't know what the hell they're doing. And, yeah, and then there's you're working the customers. Right, you work right up to the minute on Christmas Eve. By the time you get off, everything's closed so that if you had any last-minute Christmas shopping that you needed to do, you don't get to do it. Then you've got, you know, just like uh, Bob Cratchit, be there all the earlier the day after Christmas because then all the... You know, all the freaks are back in the stores returning all their shit that they didn't want or whatever. I know what it's like. I really know what it's like. And, man, I so feel for you people. So, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers with you. Right. You know, I, I hope that you can have the best Christmas that you possibly can for having to work that is Man, I don't, I, I don't, I don't miss it. And another thing I want to say is a lot of people have, and, uh, you know, our government in particular, has not been acknowledging PCSS, post-Christmas shock syndrome, (laughs) as a real disease. But it's real. Trust me. I've seen it. I've seen the people who've worked at at Foot Locker through December. And, you know, you cannot tell me it's not a real disease. They, They wake up in the night sweating, drooling, screaming. You know, every time... Every time they hear a cash register ching, they're under the table on their bellies. It's terrible, and I think it should be acknowledged. And these people are heroes, and they should be, they should be taken care of.
Christmas craptacular, our favorite Christmas cartoons and Christmas movies when we were younger and used to actually watch and enjoy those things, or, you know, maybe Scott still does. Yeah, usually. Yeah, you know, you gotta just cheer up, man. <laughs> Santa's you know, done. I was, I was I, all excited Santa for the... you off, man. He did piss me off. I was so excited for this show. I, I, you know, I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. But he... You know, I don't. This is this is our show. You knew and we he, had to send him that liquor, man. We we had to send the liquor. You knew what it was. He had turned him into an ass. Happen. I mean, he was just an ass. And I just, you know, after the fucking year that I've had, right? You know, with with what's gone on with with Superman and Star Trek and everything else, <laughs> and then he's got to go and pull that. Fucking shit, you know, it's, I don't need the guilt trip about the do back. You know. I, re- I really don't, Dad. and it just—it's just pissed me right off. I was so looking forward to this, and now I'm just in a get mood because of it. You know? I—I don't know what to say, man. You know, it's—it's it's, it's Santa Claus. Sometimes it's gonna—you know, come on. Sometimes you know, Sammy Davis Jr. was on that Christmas special, and he was a total to everybody. You know, or well, you know, I expect that. Was drunk and I know. I guess he's, he's not any different from any other celebrity, but I guess that's that's the problem is that I expected him to be. He likes you know? to push your buttons. Come on, he's Santa Claus. Yeah. He watches you all the he wa- you know, or potentially can watch you all the time. He knows you what know, buttons to push. I, and you I, let him I, get I, your goat. You let him push I, your I buttons. I can see getting that shit from like Bruce Boxleitner, but but Santa Claus giving me shit. On my own program. I wish he was here to hear him compared to Bruce Boxleitner. <laughs> He'd hate that shit. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, you know. I mean, we can, We don't have to have him back next year, but, I mean, it's... Come on, Santa Claus on our show. <laughs> I'm willing to take a little bit of abuse. I don't know. He seems to like to abuse you more than me. It's You're easier to get a rise out of, man. It's, that's all it is. I don't know. Don't, don't don't let it get you down. Don't let it don't let it ruin the show. You know, it's Christmas time. I know. Just I know. just think back to that great Christmas movie, Gremlins, where they had the story about how you know the father dressed up that as Santa and got caught in the in the in the chimney and, and died. <laughs> just picture that whenever whenever Santa's got you down. That's true. I did like that movie too. That, I, I watched that one. Oh God, it's probably a couple years ago now. 
because my boys had never seen it, and I wasn't sure how it would have held up. It's a great rude Christmas it is, movie. It is. It is really cool. I, I actually really, you know, because it had been such a long time since I'd seen it. When I when I dug it out and watched it again, it was like, wow, this this movie actually does hold up pretty good. But uh, yeah, I like I like that movie. I like you know it's still got you know good special effects and all that's got a good story and uh, Jerry it's, Goldsmith, man. It's got all kinds of great science fiction references in it. It's got the time machine and it. it's got Robbie the robot in it. It's got one of my favorite songwriters and when he acts, he's a great actor. Uh, Hoyt Axton. Hoyt Axton, yeah, playing the dad. You know, Who directed? Is that a Toby Hooper movie? It's a Joe Dante movie. Joe Dante, that's right. Yeah, I couldn't. I knew it was one of those guys. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I'm trying to think, what what other Christmas? Because we talked a little bit about Christmas. Oh, I know one. Man, have you ever seen um um what's his name? Oh, shit, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. You're gonna have to edit all this out. Yeah. I just completely fucking blank. Back to the Future guy, um, Zemeckis. Have you ever seen Robert Zemeckis's The Polar Express? I have never seen that. It's one of those things. I've seen parts of it. I've caught parts of it on TV. It was one of those things when it first came out. To me, it just, the, the CG style looked creepy. And it never, me... And, you know, we'll get into it more late, later. I'm not much of a Christmas guy, so the Christmas movies... I think the last movie I went to see in a theater for Christmas, like christmas movie, was like Nightmare Before Christmas when it first came out, something like that. Oh, wow. So, you know, but a lot of my friends were big into it because they're, you know, tech nerds. And this was like right. the cutting edge of CGI, which Zemeckis seems to like to stick to because he did that with his the Beowulf was even right. another level of that so well the and, new and uh, a christmas Scrooge is, the, did, yeah, is yeah. the next yeah is yeah. Is, a, is an even more advanced form of it so but i've seen parts of it and i want to see the whole thing because i actually like the look of it that the, there's a really dreamy quality to it mm-hmm. i remember seeing it, it was a scene where the kids were on top of the train right just traveling through like a, a barren tundra but they had the quality of like a clear night, you know, that quality of light right. on a clear night where you have some moonlight and just the feeling of that weird, it was very dreamlike of them standing on top of this train and, and looking at this wilderness around them that's very realistic, but at the same time kind of off because it's CG. So, but that sort of adds to the dreaminess of it. It's very much presented as a dream, you know. It's it, it's got. I would say this movie is. It's like one quarter, you know, traditional Christmas movie. You know, like say like a, a Wonderful Life type of type of thing. One quarter Ghost Train, that Ghost Train episode of like Amazing Stories. One quarter Wizard of Oz in the in the weird dreamy quality of it. And I don't even know what the other quarter would be, but I, uh, I see, I had never read the book and the movie is very, very, very heavily influenced by the book. It's basically trying to be an animated version of the book, which is again, why it has that, that weird look to it and that weird quality because 
they were really trying to be slavishly devoted to the look and feel of the book. But I had never read the book, so that didn't mean anything to me. I thought the CGI was a little off-putting myself. And, you know, I I really had no interest in this when it came out. And I, I can't even remember now when I first watched it. But somebody was insistent that I watch it, and and so we rented it, or or I can't remember. I think we actually own this movie. But anyway, I watched it and was completely blown away by it for a number of reasons. For one, it's a Robert Zemeckis movie, and I've loved just about anything he's ever done. And this is like classic Rob Zemeckis. And then Tom Hanks is great in it. He plays several roles in the movie, including uh, Santa Claus at the end. And um, Alan Silvestri's soul is just beautiful, really, really beautiful. But the thing with this movie is, is that I watched this right at just the right time for me to watch it. Because the story is this boy who's starting to figure it out. He's, you know, he's, he's starting to realize that his parents... By the presents, right. his parents do all the stuff on Christmas Eve, and he's starting to doubt. And so the train comes in the middle of the night, and he almost doesn't get on the train, but he finally does get on the train, and he has this grand adventure through the course of the story. And at the end of it, he winds up, you know, at the North Pole. And I'm telling you, this movie breaks me down. I mean, I watch this movie and cry like a baby because it's it's so sad. It's really a sad and very touching, very moving movie. But I mean, if you, you know, as a parent watching that with a child who was going through that very thing at the very time I watched this for the first time, that that age where they're starting to lose the wonder and the and the magic of of believing. It was really powerful stuff, you know, and uh, and yeah, it's it's really it's such a good movie. It really, really is good, and and it's one of those movies to like. Um, I was gonna say like reaffirm your faith. That's not quite what I mean, but you know, it's it's one of those movies to just really ma- put Send you in touch to where you were when you were a kid. At right? Yeah, yeah. To really bring you back that feeling of the magic of Christmas, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm totally a sucker for not just that kind of Christmas movie, but that kind of movie in general, like Hook. I, th- I think that's one of the reasons I like Hook so much is that's another one of those movies about the power of believing in something, you know, the, the, the power of, of putting your faith behind an idea or an ideal or a, or a magical whatever. I, I'm a total sucker for those kind of movies. But this one was especially powerful because of the the, the parent connection and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, I, I really recommend it. I think it's a great movie. With only seven shopping days left until Christmas, Colonel Steve Austin suddenly remembers he has not bought any gifts for his friends and relatives. He decides to go to Geffner's, the large department store downtown. Hello, 
commotion about? That's where the store Santa Claus holds court. Probably some kid didn't get what he wanted and was registering a complaint. Sounds more serious to me. Hey, mister, give me my Christmas present. Give me my present. I think you better give it to her. Get out of my way. Put that gun away. Someone could get hurt. Not if you leave me alone. Now stand aside. I'm walking out of here. No, you're not. The presents are opened and dinner is done. The ball games are over, the other teams won. So if he seems a little out of sorts, already bored with his new Christmas shorts, you can give his spirit a lift with just one more gift. Hello, this is a big hi and a sincere Merry Christmas from yours truly, Ringo Starr. At the third stroke, it will be Ringo Starr. Thank you. Good evening. Hello, me dear. I didn't know you were coming. I'm not surprised. Well, I am. Certainly am. I would have thought so myself. Well, if you ask me, I think it's insane. Occasionally. Yes, me too. Twice a week sometimes. Fourteen and six. Nineteen and five safety, if you don't mind. Yes, don't you say yes to me. I'm telling you. It's a private line, you know. Private line? I've been on this line for two years. <clears throat> well, it's my proud pleasure tonight to introduce one of the most versatile performers in our career. And he's come all the way from Stokely Carmichael's on sea. Well, speaking of Zemeckis, you just recently went to see the new Christmas Carol movie, and, and you mentioned it in one of our recent shows, but we didn't really get to talk about it that much. What did What did you think about that? I liked it a lot. I it was really good. did. I was, yeah, I was really blown away by it. Um, it It's funny because, uh, well, for one thing, I, I went to see it. Um, I took my wife and my kids, and we went to see it. But also, um, our new buddy, Mike Bailey, you know, he and I are doing uh, the Tales of the Justice Society right. of America podcast together. This was our first opportunity to actually meet each other face-to-face. We don't live terribly far apart, but up until now, it's just been far enough apart to where we just hadn't been able to get together. But we finally got together, and so it was him and his wife, and then me and my wife and my kids, and we all went to see it, and we saw it in 3D. And wow, for one thing, the 3D was amazing. Um, this was only the second... Disney movie I'd seen in the 3D. Uh-huh. You know, I, I went to see the, the Toy Story right. feature. Oh, right. and, and I, I missed Up in the theater. I, I saw it on DVD, but I didn't get to see it in 3D at the theater. Uh-huh. But I, I took Logan, and we saw the, the Toy Story 1 and 2 double feature in 3D, uh-huh. and that was really, really cool. But see, this movie was specifically made for 3D, whereas the Toy Story movies were like, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like retconned to be 3D. Right. You know I mean. right. Whereas this one was specifically made for 3D and you ever go to a, like a 3D movie or read a 3D comic book and a lot of times if you're not situated just right the yeah. 3D doesn't quite work right I never had one problem in this movie there was the first Ooh. time I've ever seen a 3D presentation where I didn't have any problems because there's several 3D presentations at Walt Disney World and as amazing and, and multi-million dollar as all of their presentations are, 
I still have that problem where if, if things get too close to my face or if I'm not seated in the right position, right, the, it splits into two images. It, it's, exactly. It splits mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. Never, ever a problem with this movie, any of it. And it's a long movie. I think the technology is getting there, you know yeah, what I mean? It, and that's totally, great. Totally. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really, really, really don't like Jim Carrey. However, right. he's great in this movie. He what can dial funny? himself back, you know. If he yeah, has he's to. he's another one of those guys. Like uh, I would compare him to like Robin Williams. I really oh, yeah. don't care for Robin Williams, but when he's not trying to be funny, I find him an interesting actor. Like you know, like in Hook right. or like in Popeye and a couple other things or I've seen. Like I saw Jim Carrey in uh, um, the Truman Show. And I thought he was good in that yeah. because he wasn't being a goofy asshole. He was just actually acting for a change. This movie forces him to act. It's not just him being stupid or making a bunch of goofy faces. He has to act. And he's great. He's really, really good. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I've, I've only heard a couple people that, that didn't care for it. And it surprised me because while I see the points that they brought up like for one thing this movie's really dark i don't know that i would bring little kids to it's it a dark because it's story it's always, it, it is it is and they bring that element out they they don't they don't tone it down i mean because i think people tend to forget because of their familiarity with the story that right. sometimes they forget the dark elements of the story it really is a dark it's what it is is it's the ultimate scared straight story yeah you know and this movie presents it that way. I mean, some of the, the imagery is really intense, especially for little ones. So I wouldn't bring little kids to it. But because it's got Disney before it, people automatically think, oh, it's a kiddie movie. Well, it's really not a kiddie movie. Although my you know, my kids are old enough. They, they enjoyed it. They really liked it. Um, but it's funny that we walked away, Mike and I both, loving the movie, praising it, talking it up. But ultimately, we still both had the same reaction, which is it didn't replace either one of our prior favorite um, versions of A Christmas Carol. Scrooge is still my favorite. And I forget which one he said was his. I I honestly don't remember. It would be hard to do that with most people because I think basically there's so many versions of the Christmas Carol story. Every different from Muppets to Rich Little have all done their Christmas Carol And uh, so I think a lot of it depends on what age you are and which one you caught when you were like six or seven years old and you're watching TV at Christmas. Because you'd be watching, usually it's at, for people our age, it was that old animated one that was really creepy. And you'd be watching Saturday morning cartoons and after all the cartoons would be done, it would be a special Christmas cartoon. Or you'd catch the, 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 you know, the old black and white one. Right. uh, and that one was pretty creepy too. And plus, with the black and white, it just gave it that horror movie feel. You know, back when we were five or six, we were watching it on a black and white set anyway, more than likely. Right. So, so that's why I think we're sort of, you know, favor that stuff. But if you were like a kid and, and caught this version, it might be your favorite because it's a, it's a, such a solid story that. Unless you, you know, it's been screwed up a few times. There's been screwy versions of it or crappy versions of it, but I mean, every sitcom has done their own version of the Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's always just fucking abysmal. Well, you know what's really funny is uh, this. This will just tell you 
what a freak I really am in the strange places my mind goes. There was a moment in this movie, I think it's when the ghost of Christmas past comes for Scrooge. And they whip through this forest scene. They actually like fly out his window and they're just whizzing through the English countryside, right? And all these trees and through this forest and everything. And it's all in 3D. And you know what I got to thinking about? I got to thinking about the forest scenes in Return of the Jedi. And uh-huh. it really made me think, wow, you know, I, I, I keep hearing that rumor that they're coming back to theaters in digital 3D. And man, I hope that, that they would can be just, nice. Yeah, yeah I, that's the first thing I thought is how cool is the speeder bike stuff going to look? How cool is in Battle over Endor going to look? Yeah. How cool yeah. is Princess Leia in her Princess Leia slave girl outfit going to look? Maybe I'll actually be able to peek underneath that thing for a change. You'll see a whole theater full of nerds tipping their heads at an angle <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to get in there. But anyway, the wonders of 3D. I've got a chance to change, and I will not be the man I was. I'll begin again. I will build my life. I will live to know that I fulfilled my life. I'll begin today. Throw away the past. And the future I build will be something that will last. I will take the time. I have left to live, and I will give it all that I have left to give. I will live my days for my fellow men, and I live in praise of that moment when I was able to begin again. Start anew. I will make amends, and I'll make quite certain that the story ends on a note of hope, on a strong amen, and I'll thank the world and remember when I was able to begin.
and they had a cup of coffee and he ate a little snack. Throwed his old pack right over his back. Opened the window of his little shack and shouted, Oh, dash around, dance, vixen and blitzen, come on here. We're gonna get a going and spread some cheer. So limber your legs and shopping your hooks, cause the night is the night we're gonna jump to the roofs. Well, the rain that they were so proud and grand to take another trip all over the land. They jumped right into their proper place to get hepped up for that midnight rain. Boarded his sleigh and then yelled, let's go All the little toys were happy to Because they were so bright and new A little piano then started to play Old Santa began to swing and to sway Thought he heard a toy drum start to beat But he found it was the rhythm of the reindeer's feet The reindeer boogied in the middle of the road Tonight we have a mighty big load Don't boogie to the left and the boogie to the right Do the reindeer boogie this Christmas Eve night specials i used to eat them up when i was a kid except for i always used to watch them all the one i used to hate was that twas the night before christmas with the little mice and the people and they all had the big chubby cheeks i think we talked about that last year i hated that one and uh and i was always traumatized by frosty the snowman because he got killed at the end even though he (laughs) got brought back to life he's still the evil guy well, you know, it's Christmas time. We rehash all this shit, you know? It's, it's well, I've actually a... been trying to, to find new... We did new... Charlie Brown last year, too. That's another yeah. big one. Yeah. I've been trying to find new... Um, like, new movies to latch on to to start, like, new Christmas traditions or what, just because, you know, there's always going to be those ones that, that are the perennial favorites, like, you know, Charlie Brown and, you know, your favorite version of Christmas Carol or whatever, but I gotta be honest, I, I do kind of get tired of them after a while, and so I've been looking for new ones, you know, that, that are good to latch on to, and uh, probably the best one in recent years that I found to latch on to, I wish I could remember what the name of the episode was. Because I I want to be able to recommend people to go right to it by the name, and I can't think of the name of it. But there's an episode of Justice League, 
you know, the animated series that was on Cartoon Network. And it's this episode where uh, there's several stories going on at the same time. But the one that I consider to be the A plot is where Superman is going to go home to his parents for Christmas. And he realizes that his new buddy in the Justice League, Martian Manhunter, literally has nowhere to go. You know, he's the very last of his people, just like Superman's the last Kryptonian. But at least with Superman, you know, he has a mother and father, you know, an adopted mother and father and all that. He has somewhere to go. John's got nobody. So Superman's like, I'm not leaving you here, Jay, on the watchtower for Christmas. You're coming home with me for Christmas. And yeah, I know it sounds kind of smalty, but man, I'm telling you, it's a really, really good episode. My favorite moment of the entire episode, it's, I think it's really, really funny. This is a bad idea. No way was I going to leave you alone in the watchtower on Christmas Eve. Besides, Batman practically begged for monitor duty. You'll love it. Trust me. Clark. Hi, Ma. Pa. Merry Christmas. Have you been eating, dear? You look thin. Oh, Ma. Good to have you home again, son. It's good to be back. And I brought a friend. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Kent. I hope I'm not intruding. Super, uh, Clark was most insistent I join you for the holiday. My name is Jean. I'm a Martian. Oh, we're no strangers to aliens in this house. You just make yourself at home. I love that. I was just, that's hysterical. You know, I mean, Clark, you know, they raised an alien child. Exactly. So it's just, yeah, it's just that moment. You know, it was so. What do you get Superman for Christmas, though? Really? I don't know. I don't know, but it's funny because they wrap his uh, they wrap his presents in lead, which is actually pretty funny. I got a kick that out of funny. Um, they keep it in a kryptonite box until Christmas, so he doesn't fuck with it. I mean, it's I don't know how big you are on like schmaltzy, but I'm a total sucker for schmaltzy, and that episode is just dripping with it. It's really, oh. really. But I, I really get a kick out of it because there's two other stories. Um, one of them involves uh, Green Lantern and Hawk Girl. That one's okay. And then there's another one that involves The Flash trying to do something for orphan kids. And at the same time, he's fighting this supervillain. And that's a really, really good story because it ends up through the course of the thing, something really bad. You know, The Flash is busting his ass basically to get this toy for these kids that they really, really want. He finally gets it. And then in the course of the fight with the supervillain, the, the toy gets broken. And the Flash is so upset by this that it's the very last one there was that these kids, their Christmas is going to be... You broke with, it! Right, that he, <laughs> that he stands there and the bad guy's going to kill him. And he's like, go ahead. What a shame. I broke your toy. It was a present for some kids who really wanted it. A paltry bit of plastic and crude electronics. They'd have been better off with a book. I suggest Voltaire. Don't you remember what it's like to have your heart set on something? And that awful feeling when you didn't get it? Yes, and I usually have you and your teammates to blame for that. I was talking about Christmas. 
Oh, that garish hollow charade. Forced jollity on every lip, insincere goodwill in every heart. Tidings of comfort and joy indeed. For a creep that claims to personify human advancement, I think you'd know what it means to pass along goodwill. Especially to kids who need some. I'd like to think they'd grow up to pass that goodwill on to others. A not unworthy aspiration. You can go ahead and use that thing for all I care. I couldn't feel any worse. As you wish. So he guilts him. Right, and he guilts him, and the villain ends up fixing the toy for the kids at the end of the story and, like, going to jail peaceably. Oh. Ah. You'll be happy to know, Flash, that your words, jejun though they were, did not fall on deaf ears. I appreciate the sentiment behind them and therefore call a truce in honor of the season. Seriously? You'll have the toy to give to your young friends. I'm improving it too. It's not going to blow up or anything. Flash, it is Christmas. Okay. But why did you hit me? You hit me first. Hand me that screwdriver, will you? And it's hard to describe it without making it sound really stupid, but it's not stupid. It's really, really a good episode. It was, it's... An all-around really good episode, but not only you know for the for the you know superheroics and the characters and all, but it's a, it's a good Christmas story. I really enjoyed it, and so that's become sort of a new Christmas tradition in our household. We've dug that one out the last couple of years and watched it at Christmas time. You reminded me of two great evil Christmas specials, and one is the Invader Zim had a Christmas special. <laughs> it's one of the darkest Christmas cartoons with evil Santa ness in it. And every year of all the seasons Futurama was on, they would have a Christmas episode featuring Robot Santa, which <laughs> is awesome. Because I know you haven't watched Futurama yet. You, you, you're so lucky because someday you'll get to sit down and watch it, and it's great. But there's uh, Robot Santa was built to to be Santa Claus. And he really took the naughty and nice thing way too seriously. So he goes out to punish the naughty. And of course, you know, just about everybody is naughty in some way. Well, at so least he, Robot Santa couldn't be a god drunk, you know, like, like well, real... Well, in, in the world of Futurama, all robots are drunk, so all robots oh, have to no. drink alcohol to survive. Oh, man. But, but you, you only see one that's really, like, drinking all the time. But Robot Santa, yeah, he's evil. He shoots fire out of his mouth and has submachine guns and flies around. And his, everybody just locks themselves in every Christmas and boards themselves up in their house. <laughs> It's awesome, but yeah, I think uh, I think we should wind this up and go back to some more Christmas cheer. Haven't I seen enough of you for one night? I wanted to say thanks. You really helped me out. I did it for the children. I welcome any opportunity to bring culture to the uncorrupted. Sure, but I thought you might like some holiday cheer yourself. An aluminum Christmas tree. I know. It's kind of cheesy, but... No, no. I had one just like it when I was... It's very nice. The guard will show you out. Here's our first example of how you ruined everyone's Christmas with your opinion. Come on, come on. 
Come on, you can do it. All right. Dashing through the snow in my rusty Chevrolet. Down the road I go, sliding all the way. I need new piston rings. I need some new snow tires. My car is held together by a piece of chicken wire. Oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just blew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio, it's okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. I went to the IGA to get some Christmas cheer. I just passed up my left front tire and it's getting hard to steer. Skidding down the highway, right past the Nagani cops. I had to drag my swampers to get the car to stop. Oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just blew away. I light a match to see the dash and then I start to pray. All right, we're coming to a part, and I'm going to let Scott sort of start out this segment because this is sort of I guess this, the sentimental segment of Christmas music and I know last year we talked about you know specifically some Christmas music just the single album Christmas in the Stars oh yeah <laughs> that wonderful Star Wars Christmas album that's way superior to the Star Wars holiday special for TV <laughs> for sure but um yeah we'll get to my opinion on Christmas music but uh you know, yeah, Scott. Scott, you're a you're a big fan of Christmas music and Christmas in particular. Oh, I love Christmas. I mean, it really is. It's my favorite holiday. I mean, there's other holidays I I, I really love that are way up there on my list, like Independence Day. But I love Christmas. You know, but uh, I really like Christmas music. Now, I'm not one of those nuts that can listen to Christmas music like year round. I oh, I, I can't God. even. Yeah, I mean, I, I've known people like that, you know, that, uh, that listen to Christmas music all year round. Uh, no, I can't do it. But, you know, I, I enjoy it when the season starts. I think it starts way too early. But that's not just the music, you know, that's that's the whole thing. I, you know, I, I think Christmas as a holiday, I think that's why there are people that dread Christmas or that don't look forward to it or, or that get burned out or whatever on it because I think the whole deal these days starts much earlier than it should but anyway that's besides the point I, I get into it I really do I, I really enjoy Christmas music you know I've got my favorites I'll play a bunch of Christmas music through this this segment but uh, at the same rate as much as I, I love Christmas music I've really developed the opinion in the last couple of Christmases that there are certain things that I think need to come off the Christmas playlist at this point. There's there's a couple for I actually want to call for the outright banning at this point. That would be uh, songs like I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Um, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. 
I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus and probably the worst one. Grandma got run over by uh, a... I was hoping that one was going to come, come All up. four of those songs suck, and I'm tired and tired of hearing <laughs> They all have that sort of common thread of being a novelty song sung by a child. Right. From a child's point of view, from a cutesy, tootsy, right. apple, apple-cheeked little urchin's little fat face. Yeah, I'm I'm really 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 sick of those songs. No, all I want for Christmas for is my two front teeth. I have a slight soft spot for that one on the top of my head, just because Spike Jones and his City Slickers did that, and I think that was the origin of the song. But yeah, Could I know be. what you mean. All that stuff really annoys me. But but on the flip side, I mean, there's a lot of them I really like too. You know, I mean, there's 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 a lot of classics. I'm I'm somewhat into the traditional Christmas music, but what I really like about Christmas music, I like, you know, like like orchestral. You know, for one thing, it's the one time of the year where you'll actually hear like true like orchestral or even classical music played on like a regular radio station. You know, right. like uh, uh, they'll play like the Nutcracker, and a lot of times you'll end up hearing the entire. Nutcracker Suite played on the radio. I like that. I think that's nice that, you know, at Christmas time at least, we get a little bit of freaking culture out there. In the world, <laughs> you know? I, I like that. I think that that's really cool. But... This message coming from two true freaks. <laughs> get a little goddamn culture, won't you? There you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, it, I, I like that, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I did I didn't really like prepare a list or anything, but I've got you know I've got my favorites. You know, there, there's the Nutcracker. There's you know there's all the, the the classics. You know, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, and Winter Wonderland, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, one that I've really come to really really like in recent years, and I don't know all that much about it. As a matter of fact, I just recently looked it up to try to find a little bit more out about it. And there really just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of information about it. it it's this uh, track that I, I literally just kind of stumbled across somewhere on the internet. And it was just called Disney's Luminaria. And it's just a beautiful piece of music. But I had no idea what it was actually from or anything. And according to what I saw on the internet, this was just a piece of music from a show that was put on for like one Christmas season out at one of their, their California parks. It was, uh, I think it was the K- Disney's California adventure. If I remember right, uh-huh. it was just like this Christmas show, but the music, when you listen to it, I mean, it's, it's not specific enough to where, you know, you're wondering like, it what's going on s- in this sleigh bells jingling and stuff is what you mean. No, it, no. Yeah. It's more of uh I don't even know how to describe it, really. It's more of just... It's almost like a soundtrack. Uh-huh. But it's not the kind of thing where you're wondering, well, what's going on? I mean, it's just... It's it's something you can just listen to and enjoy it for how beautiful it is. But you're, you know... I, it's hard to describe. But it's not like a... It's not like a show tune. It's not chintzy or cheesy or... Right. Or Broadway showish or something like that. Right. It, it's just like a beautiful orchestral piece 
Um, it's got some, you know, some vocalization in it and stuff, but I just, I really think it's nice. And, you know, I'll, I'll have it playing through this whole segment so people can hear what I'm talking about. that I, I like a I like a mix I also like novelty songs you know I really like a lot of novelty songs at Christmas I, just as long I, as they're not from the point of view of a cute little busy tooth kid right yeah no I mean I don't like the freaking chipmunks and you know I don't care for like the the you know like the Archies do Christmas or even right. like like the, like the Disney there's a million like Disney characters do Christmas. I don't like that kind of stuff. But what I mean like novelty is like, I, I like it to be a nice mix of traditional Christmas songs, you know, all the, all the classics, Rudolph and all that stuff. A nice mix of, you know, some, some really, um, I guess what you would call like high class Christmas stuff, you know, where it's, where it's, you know, the, the true carolers with, you know, with good voices and, you know, nice orchestral score behind them and all that. And then just some silly songs, you know, some, some silly, lighthearted, goofy Christmas songs just to kind of lighten up the mood. So it's not all dead serious or whatever. And I think that's a, that's a nice mix. Uh huh. And, you know, we play a lot of like, we'll play a lot of like the radio you know the, the radio stations that do Christmas music at this time of year, and I get burned out on those really fast because they don't seem to do that. They they focus on like one genre of Christmas music, and that's it. And it just, they kind of beat you to death with it. Right. So like, been a week you've heard, you don't know all how, they're right. all they're gonna do. You know, that's how the radio sort of is. You know, it's gonna be Chet's nuts roasting on an open fire. Right, but it. You know, sometimes you can set the clock by it. Right. By everybody that's ever done it, though. That's the problem yeah. is, you know, they'll, they'll play, you know, they'll play that. They'll play the 12 Days of Christmas and, you know, a couple, you know, Jingle Bells and Winter Wonderland and a couple like that. And that's it. But what they'll do is they'll just rotate every artist that ever right. did that song. Yeah. So you're not really getting much of a mix. You're just getting different artists covering the same damn yes. tune over again even if, if you're lucky you can listen to the rock station and they'll play bob and doug mckenzie's 12 days of christmas right <laughs> or cheech and chong's 12 days of christmas right or whatever it's the story of santa claus or something whatever but there's a cheech and chong one that all the rock stations like to play oh god i just thought of another one that needs to make the band list i don't know who <laughs> this is. i don't know if it's uh that dude from wham or what it's who it sounds like to me george michael but it's that song that starts out and it goes, Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And that's the only reference to Christmas, wow. that entire fucking song. So they have to play it at Christmas. So they play the it at Christmas ad nauseum. That song has not shit to do with Christmas. It's only that it mentions it. Last yeah. Christmas. And, and for the last, like, 10, 15 years now, I've heard that song. 
at Christmas time a million times, and it's really gotten it's on my nerves. It's not necessary. It's yeah. not. Ne- it's it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, that's like, you know, we we joked or I joked last year when we did our Christmas episode. I joked right. about um, Die Hard being a Christmas movie. You it know? is. Well, it, it it takes place at Christmas, but it's not really a Christmas movie. And that's, you know, it's the same thing with this song. This song takes place at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas song. It's, uh, it just pisses me off. I'm really tired of that stupid song. I realize that they, they're they in a bad spot because, you know, for like, what, like two and a half months, they've got to fill airtime for this holiday now. They don't. That's the that's the horrifying thing about it is they don't have to, but they do it. Right. It drives me nuts. And there's just enough, sh- you know. All it takes is one fucking shopkeeper who's got too much Christmas spirit. And you walk into their store and it's just like, you know, the day after Halloween, and you hear the. Okay. I've been I've kept my mouth shut so far, but I am not a fan of Christmas carols and Christmas songs. You know, I've had I've had bad exp- I had a the one of the creepiest, most Halloween-like experiences I ever had was was Christmas caroling. And I might have told that story last year. I I don't remember. Old Chris's brain isn't what it used to be. But uh, I just when when. Ever since high school, whenever it becomes, quote-unquote, that time of year, and I'm phrasing it just like you would say, you know, quote-unquote, that time of the month, it's <laughs> become that time of the year again, and I start hearing those songs, and they just start grating on me. And they just, they drive me nuts because, especially the cheery ones, because they are created as little pop, happy, cheery songs that will stick in your head. So if you or and 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 the ones that aren't cheery have that sort of like beautiful minor key sound to them, and I will and I will admit it's a lot of it's beautiful, great music, you know the the, the, the uh, Handel's Messiah and the Nutcracker and a lot of just Christmas songs and Christmas carols are great, and I have fond memories of Christmas lights around the town and the music playing and the Christmas tree up at the house, but not anymore. It just doesn't do it for me. And at first I was one of those, you know, kind of assholes who's like, I'm not a Christian, so why should I celebrate Christmas? It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized, well, who fucking cares whether I'm a Christian or not? If it's fun to celebrate Christmas, go ahead and do it. Yeah, you know, if you study it enough, it's Christmas is just one of the incarnations of this holiday seasonal feast. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm too much of a cynical bastard or whatever. I just don't get very Christmassy. I don't like doing Christmas and I don't like doing birthdays at all. If I, if I, if I remember or somebody reminds me or if I, you know, find out that it's someone's birthday, I'll say, hey, happy birthday, you know, because I'm not a complete asshole all the time. So, you know, I'll do that, but I just, I, I, I can't get into it. So I, I, I've, in the last few years, I've just sort of given up on, like, even getting stressed out about whether I should get presents for everybody. And I don't get presents for anybody. You <laughs> prick. 
Nobody. Nobody. I'm I'm the guy who watches The Grinch Who Stole Christmas and views it as a tragedy. <laughs> what? Oh, what happened to the Grinch I used to know? What happened to that guy? You're not that guy anymore, Grinch. You just reminded me of something. I can't believe that we almost got to the end of the show and I would have actually forgotten to cover this point, so I'm, I'm really glad that you reminded me about this. You know, Jeff Foxworthy oh, has no. made himself a zillionaire off of his little, you know, you might be a redneck lit- litmus test. Well, I just want to throw this out there real fast. I actually have a litmus test of my own. It's you are an asshole if. And that is, now I don't care what religion you are. I'm not down on religion. This is not a political statement about religion in any way whatsoever. But I've just got to get this off my chest. I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're Jewish or Martian or whatever the fuck you are. If you don't buy Christmas presents for your children because of whatever goofy religion you are, you are a fucking asshole, okay? I just, I, I, I'm just getting it off my chest. I have known so many people over the course of my life and I And, and, and I just want to clarify something chil- for, mm-hmm. on Scott's behalf. When he says any, whatever goofy fucking religion you are, I think that pretty much covers... All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not down on religion. I'm not. I, you know, I, I was know. raised. I know what you're saying. Man. House. I'm, I'm simply saying that I have known more people in my life that were scarred because their parents foisted their views upon their kids and refused to get them Christmas presents, while all of their friends got Christmas presents. And all it did was fuck them up and make them damaged adults. So, you know what? I I can appreciate that you are deep into your belief system and that you're, you know, you have made a pact with whatever deity you worship and, and all of that. I'm totally cool. Believe me, I totally get the religious experience. However... You you need to have enough of a reality check to realize that you are not doing your child or children any favors whatsoever if you don't buy them a Christmas present at Christmas time. Call it something else. Call it a f***ing holiday present if you have to. But get the child a friggin' toy because every other kid is getting one and... Yeah, you're just shooting yourself in the foot anyway. Exactly. You're, you're setting yourself up for a lonely fucking golden <laughs> years because your child will come to hate your Payback friggin- will be a bitch. Yeah. Well, I, I think I have a compromise for this. If you're not going to give your kids toys, keep them in the compound. Uh, yeah. Don't let yeah, them out exactly. of the compound and don't let them play with the Presbyterian kids down the street or whatever, you know, or what, the what? godless heathen kids down the street or... Whoever that's outside of the, 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 you know, if you're, if you're a closed cult, hey, you can get away with it because they don't know no better. When we were kids, did, did you know kids in school that didn't get anything for Christmas? At Christmas? I'll tell you, I, we, we were so, I mean, there were so few, I mean, like in, in Carthage, New York, there were so few people of different, you know, if someone didn't get presents, it was more likely because they were just dirt poor 
but I mean, I'm sure there were like some Jewish kids in class and stuff, and I remember hearing about Hanukkah and stuff like that, and our teachers explaining the difference between Hanukkah and Christmas and how they both sort of happened, but I didn't know any kids who, like, you know, I went over to their house and they had, you know, right. no, I'm, I, I mean, set just, up no, or something like that. No, I, yeah, I didn't know any of them personally, but I, I meant just, I like, I didn't even know, know of them. Yeah, I knew of them. I know that there were at least a couple of kids that we went to school with, at least in earlier grades, that their family didn't do Christmas, and they didn't get presents, and they were the most miserable fucking kids. Oh, yeah, I can only Christmas imagine. Time. Yeah. And I mean, these are the kids I'm thinking that are probably the same kids that wound up in those stories about their their parents being shot in the head in the middle of the night. Or just a random stranger from a bell tower. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, right. I, can't, I can't really feel... Yeah, exactly. I can't feel all that sad for the parents if that's the case. You can just say, I don't condone it, it your... but you can understand it. Yeah, exactly. You've done it to yourself, you dumbass. Get your kids a goddamn Christmas present, you cheap motherfucker. Or they'll wait till you come home drunk one night and shoot you in the back of the head. There you go. Merry Christmas, and you everybody. will have earned it. <laughs> it's Merry Christmas from Two True Freaks. There you go. <laughs> Before we go, I want to take a moment to say welcome, thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas to the thousands of new listeners that we've picked up since September. It's awesome that you guys are all aboard, and we really, really, really appreciate you downloading our show. Also, we encourage you to go and check out our forum where you can interact with both Chris and I and your fellow listeners. The forum's really a great community, and I really encourage everybody to go and check it out, even if you just want to lurk for a while and see what's up there. One of the many interesting and uh, discussion-provoking topics on our forum right now is a thread entitled, What Are You Listening To Right Now?, in which forum members are encouraged to share their thoughts on whatever they just happen to be listening to right at that particular moment. On my very first post in that thread, I mentioned a particular piece of music that's a favorite of mine, and regular listener Mike Petit, Biblio Mike on that forum, expressed an interest in that music. While it's not exactly Christmas music, I think it fits really nicely nonetheless, and I've been looking for an opening and opportunity to play it here on the show. So, this one's for you, Biblio Mike. From the Norway Pavilion at Epcot, this is the Stave Church Area Music. Merry Christmas, everybody.
Thank you.